The 2022 State Fair Classic. Grambling State versus Prairie View A&M. Saturday, October 1st at the Cotton Bowl. One ticket gets you into the fair and the big game. Also, Grammy Award winning Ashanti Live. Then the Classic kicks off at a new time, 6 p.m. New coaches, old rivalry, and an iconic halftime battle of events. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. Visit StateFairClassicFootball.com. Sponsored in part by City of Dallas. Dallas Sports Commission. McDonald's. Black and Positively Golden. Chevy. Cricket Wireless. Methodist Hospital. You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, August the 17th. I'm Donald Ware. Ten days away from the start of the HBCU football season, we're very much looking forward to it. So, so far uh, this week, we've had a great lineup of guests. Gabe Gardenia, the head football coach at Albany State, joined us on Monday. Trey Oliver, the head football coach at North Carolina Central, joined us on yesterday. Right now, as you can see him right there, if you're watching, if you're listening, in his third season as the head football coach at Benedict is Chennis Berry. And I tell you what, Coach Berry's doing some really good things at Benedict. Benedict Benedict was a five and five on last year. Won their last two ball games of the season of, of 2021. So have some momentum going in to the 2022 season as Coach Berry joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. What's going on, Coach Berry? Hey, what's going on, man? I appreciate having me on the show, man. Looking forward to chopping it up with you a little bit. Absolutely. I, I look forward to it as well. I'm glad to have you, as a matter of fact. Um, so camp to this point. I mean, we're 10 days away. Uh, well, 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 from the start of the HBCU football season, of course, for you, you still got a couple of more days, what, 17 days to the start of your first game. But your thoughts on the way camp is going to this point? I'll tell you what, I really, really like our football team. You know, we just wrapped up practice number 13 with our, our first scrimmage, full scrimmage, you know, contact scrimmage on this past Saturday. The best thing, man, we ran 100 plays and we got out of their health. You know, uh, at this point in the year, man, you want to make sure you got a healthy football team. But I really like the direction of our program and where we're going and the guys believing in what we're doing on the field and off the field. And, and you know, it's three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. And, and we 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 get we think we got young men that are, that are completely bought into what we're doing in our process and how we do things here at Benedict College. Is I don't know. I'm just asking. Is that a high amount in terms? Because this was your what your first scrimmage. Your first scrimmage. So 100 plays. Is that generally speaking a lot of a lot of plays to run? We typically like to get you know load them up on that first scrimmage. You know, and we're gonna taper it down next Saturday. Take it down to about 75 uh, to 65. You know, snaps, and then you know that last mock scrimmage before the first game. It's basically just our 30, 35 plays just to hit every situation that may happen in a game. But we were really where we wanted to be in terms of getting 100 plays. We got everybody reps, the ones, twos, and the threes. So we got a true evaluation of what kind of football team we have on, you know, like I say, in all three phases, offense, defense, and special team. What was year one like for you? There was no football because of COVID in year one. Um, you know, I, I guess you spent some time really trying to establish the program to ultimately get it ready for last season, which which ultimately did happen. But what was 2020 like for you? 2020, you know, obviously, you know, in this program, we talk about adapting and overcoming. And adversity strike, as as we know, the, the pandemic struck. And, uh, you know, we still had to continue to go. And, you know, we had some young men in here that really were believing in our program. So, you know, year one was just about establishing our culture, you know, what we're all about. And, 
you know, we talk in this program about when the adversity strikes in the game of football as well as in the game of life, we had to come up with a mantra, an acronym that we got our young men to believe in, and that's dig deep. You know, as men, uh, when adversity strikes, you got to dig deep and you got to find it from the pit of your soul. So when we came up with that mantra, that first D is discipline. You know, you, anytime you're building any, any program, you had to have discipline. So we come up with that first D. That next I is integrity. That's your character. That's who you are when no one's watching. You know, that next G is God. You know, just putting the faith in God. We don't choose your God for you, but there is a supreme being. And we wanted to put that, instill that in our young men. And then D, dedication. It's hard to be a student athlete. So you want the guys that were dedicated, you know, on the field and off the field. And E, effort. We just, you know, you know, firmly believe that in the game of football and in the game of life, if you give maximum effort, you have a chance to be successful. And that next E is execution. You know, we can all have a plan for what we want to achieve in life, but you better be able to execute it if we want to be able to get the fruits of our labor. And P, pride. You know, having tiger pride. Pride in you as a man. And once we establish that identity on what we want to be about and dig deep when adversity strike in the game of life, the game of football, you know, you may be up, you may be down. I think once we did that and established our culture, what we're all about, I think that was the most of the thing that we did in the year 2020. Chenis Berry is the head football coach of Benedict. Benedict joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast in his third season. Interesting season, five and five, right? You win your first two games, win your last two. Uh, your thoughts on the 2021 season? You know, like you say, it was a lot of ebb and flow, man. You know, we started off 2-0. and you know, and then we go down to uh, Savannah, and we lost a close one, lost by six. And we come the very next week, and we lose another close one by seven. You know, so now we're two and two. You know, we're just trying to get the guys to believe in what we're doing and still continue to believe, although we started hot. You know, and then we hit a little rough patch. You know, and we end up dropping another one. Then we went down to Miles College, man, and we went down to their homecoming. They were the defending champs. We went down and beat them for their homecoming. You know, we ended up starting a true freshman quarterback that game because our starter, Eric Phoenix, had went out with an injury. So now we're three and three and trying to figure out who we are as a program as we finish this thing strong. And then we ended up uh, suffering another two losses, and uh, we were three and five at that time. And then you really find out what kind of football team you had at that point. Then we finished it off with two, two straight wins, big wins that really gave our guys confidence going into the offseason as we continue to, you know, hit the weight room and, and go out recruiting and things of that nature. So, you know, it really gave us a, a boost heading into the offseason. I think right now that was a lot of, you know, things that happened that year that taught us a lot of lessons about who we were as a football team and what needs and holes we needed to fill so we can move forward in year uh, 2022. Yeah, I was going to ask you, I mean, how, how much do you, I mean, how much do those two wins at the end of the season, do you carry that over into uh, 2022 or is a situation where 2021 was that we're, we're looking forward to 2022 and not really looking back? Well, we're not looking back at all. You know, last season was last season. It's a whole new year. Uh, a lot of returning players, but a, really a whole new football team, whole new mindset. You know, guys are hungry. Guys are believing. You know, as a football team, man, this offseason, we've been reading a book as a team. And the book is called Chopwood Carry Water. It's about falling in love with the process of becoming great. All right, surrender the outcome. We're about the end goal. Okay, we all have end goals. We all have dreams and aspirations. We all want championship programs. But we want to focus on being the best we can be today and just fall in love with the process. And, and when we've been going to different churches throughout the community, it's been a revelation and confirmation for me 
and hear the pastors preaching on the same thing, you know, and, and we're, we're getting our young men to really buy into it. Just fall in love with the process of becoming great. Don't worry about end goal. Just be the best we can be today. You mentioned your quarterback, Eric Phoenix. Uh, speak to what he brings to the table, what you're looking for, uh, for from him in 2021. I mean, you look at the numbers, uh, pretty solid. He had, what, the 12 touchdowns to 10 interceptions through for uh, close to 1,900 yards last year. Eric Phoenix is an extremely talented young man. I mean, he's, he's 6'3", he's 205 pounds, he's athletic, he's a dual threat, he's a lefty, he's got a strong arm. You know, one of the things we wanted to do in the offseason with Eric Phoenix is just to, to get him to manage the game better. You know, those, like you say, he had 10, uh, 10 picks but 12 touchdowns. A lot of those picks were self-inflicted. You know, so we wanted to get him to study the game, be a student at the game, and really, really work on his craft this offseason. And not only work on his craft physically on the field, we want him to work on his craft in terms of studying the game. And I already have pre-snap read, post-snap reads, and things of that nature. And we think he really developed this offseason. So we're happy with the direction of Eric Phoenix. We think he's an exceptional talent. And uh, as of this point in practice number 13, he's doing a good job in trying to manage the offense. And I think he's gotten 1% better every day. You know, he had some guys that could really go get the ball from a receiver standpoint. I mean, you had some guys, you know, averaging 15 yards of reception, 17 yards of reception. You guys like to air it out uh, a bit. Talk about that receiving core and some of the key guys coming back from last year. Well, I'll tell you what, we're pretty much returning the entire room. I mean, those guys have been, I mean, they've been awesome. You know, they're they're long, too. I mean, most of them 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". And we've even, you know, not only those guys we have coming back, you know, there, Tashawn Presley is a, is a talented young man. He played for us as a freshman. He's 6'3". He's coming back. Chris Williams, he's another 6'3". Guy's coming back. Steve Campbell, another 6'3". Guy. Jaden Thomas, another 6'3". Guy. You know, but we also went out and signed a transfer from Florida State University. He's about 6'5". His name is Reginald Harden. He's doing an amazing job in camp. We signed a 6'6 receiver from right here at a, at a powerhouse program. And right here, Nick Sowell, right here at Dutch Fork High School, has won multiple state championships because he's been a part of a winning culture, winning program. And those are the guys on the outside. But I think, you know, adding, you know, a young man slot receiver by the name of Damon Cherry, he's done an amazing job. And then, you know, we got Tavian Grice coming back on the inside as well. You know, so we got some really receivers we think that are very special. You put the ball in their hand and they can make some plays. So we're excited about the wide receiver room. Then D, uh, running a running back, who's who's going to be that guy or those guys from that position that'll that'll help this offense? I tell you what, <laughs> you know I've all a smile on my face when about that running back room. Yeah. We really feel wholeheartedly. I, I know yeah. one of those guys that's going to help you help you real big. We, we 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 really feel like we went out and recruited and really got better in that room. Uh, our starter last year going into the season, his name is Davon Smith. He was an electric running back that we thought had a great training camp and he ended up suffering a season in the injury before the first game. So nobody got a chance to see him. He wears jersey number one. And not only is he a talented player, but he's the leader of our, our offense. No question about it. He's the vocal leader. He's a spiritual leader. He's a man of God. He's awesome. He's a senior. He's in a grad program. He's already got his degree. And he's got one year to play. So we have to start off with Davon Smith. But, you know, as I look through the conference, man, I start looking at teams like Miles College, man. You know, and I'm looking at those two big backs, about 215, 220 pounds. And I'm saying, we don't have anybody like this. Fort Valley had a big back. And we just went out and went and recruited. So we signed uh, two young men that we think are electric. I mean, guys that 
you put the ball in their hand. Not only do they have power, they have speed, they have elusiveness. And I have to start off with a young man by the name of Zaire Scotland. He transferred to us from Kennesaw State University, but he's here from South Carolina, from Ohala, South Carolina. And you're talking about lightning in the bottle. I mean, he's had an amazing training camp. And uh, we think he has a chance to be a, have a breakout year. I mean, he's got size, he's got speed, he's got, he's got it all. And, and we really, really like the direction of Zaire Scotland. But we also signed a bigger back, about 220, 225 pounds, all right, by the name of DeAndre Duhar. We signed him from prep school. He ended up coming through spring ball which, with us. And you're talking about a physical downhill runner that we think has a chance to be special. But, you know, when we look at some other guys in that room, guys that played here last year, we call him DQ. He's done an awesome job. Daquan Bloodsaw. I mean, he's been having an amazing camp as well as Jalen Taylor, man. We, we feel like we have a really good running back room. We got about five guys that we can line up at any time. But I would say the cream of the crop would be Avon Smith, Zaire Scotland, and DeAndre Duhal. Who are going to be your guys that really are key for you defensively? <laughs> Defense brings me smiles as well. All right, you got to start <laughs> with the big boys up front. You know, when you look at the guys up front, we feel like we have a defensive lineman uh, by the name of Lubert Denales. He'll wear jersey number 13 this year. That is a game changer. You know, when, when Lubert makes up in his mind in practice that he wants to dominate the day, it's kind of hard to get a playoff. So he's a dominant defensive lineman. He transferred to us last year from Southeastern University. And he, not only is he a great football player, he's a great young man, and he's a 4.0 student. So he's a, he's a quiet leader. He doesn't say much, but he's, he's special. And his sidekick, I call him Batman and Rock. And uh, the next guy that his best friend who he hangs with all the time is in the game, a guy by the name of Aaron Miller. You know, Aaron Miller transferred to us last year from Southern University. He was a guy I recruited at Southern, and, you know, uh, he ended up tra- transferring to us. And uh, he'll wear now jersey number 15. But those two guys have been wrecking shop this, this training camp. And I think you got to start with those guys up front. But we went outside a lot of defensive linemen. We're about 20 deep on the defensive line, so we feel like you know, 20 bodies right now, but we feel like we can rotate eight to 12 defensive linemen that can, you know, keep guys fresh and be able to rock and roll. And you take it to the second level, you know, I have to start with Javaris Wilson. He started as a freshman for us last year. Himself and, and Amari Pettis at the Mike Backer, we feel like we got two really good, strong Mike Backers that can really, really help us defensively. And then you have to go to our wheel linebacker position. All right, CJ, CJ Swan, man. You're talking about a kid started for us last year. He's back. Dedrick Starks, uh, he's back. He played a lot for us last year as well. And then we signed a transfer linebacker named Brandon Lane. I mean, you're talking about he's from Florida. He's He's already got his degree. He played at Erskine uh, College last year. But you're talking about an amazing talent. And I would say the strength of our sec- our defense is probably our secondary. We have a lot of guys that played that are coming back from last year. We didn't lose anybody but a young man by the name of Hunt. Uh, he's the only one leaving. But – you know, I feel like we have a secondary that's, that's really second to none. And, and that has to start with Jerron K.P. Kilpatrick. He's our nickel. You know, he'll also play several other positions back there in the back end. But Fern Romero's the quarterback back there. He's the, our starting free safety. O.J. Uh, Smith, he's a long 6'3", 6'4", uh, rover for us. And, and you've got to go to our corners. Man, we have a 6'3 corner that's the real deal Holyfield that we feel like they got a chance not only to play uh, here – at Benedict, we feel like he can play on Sundays. And, and, and I mean, he's been awesome. His name is Joshua Hayward. He's only a rising junior. I mean, he looks the part. I mean, he is a talented physical guy, as well as Deron Williams and Keaton Ross. So we really, really like our secondary. Those guys have been 
been awesome in this training camp. They're they're the spirit. They kind of spearhead our defense, but you always have to start with the big boys up front. And I think we got a chance to be pretty good on our whole entire defensive unit. A couple of last thoughts with Chennis Berry, the head football coach at Benedict. Looking at your schedule is very interesting. So three of your first four games are home games. You start things out with Elizabeth City State out of the CIAA, and you've got a Thursday night game, September the 5th. I know you're not looking too far ahead, but that's got to be exciting because you're hosting a Thursday night game on September 15th on ESPNU against Savannah State. I mean, it's definitely exciting for our players, question about it. But as you said, I mean, it's not just coaches speak. I have to leave from the front, and we've really been just been focused on one game at a time, man, and just being the best we can be chop wood, carry water, and be the best we can be versus Elizabeth City State. You know, that's our focus right now. Uh, we do have an exciting schedule that, that we're really, really looking forward to playing all of our opponents, but we have to keep our, our minds centered on the first up, uh, opponent, and that'll be Elizabeth City State University. No question about it. Uh, last thought, we appreciate the time. What are you learning about yourself? I mean, again, it's three years, two on the field, three, three years, three seasons, really two on the field as the head football coach at Benedict. What are you learning about yourself through this process? I mean, more than anything, it's just patience. You know, we all, you know, think about, you know, we want to be a part of the microwave society and we want things to happen right now, but it takes time to build a program. You know, we took over this program. We took over the team before we got here. Uh, they finished in 2019 as one and nine. So, you know, you have to win mindsets first. And I'm a big mindset guy. And um, I think we've done that. We've done a good job of recruiting. We have great support from our administration. Um, you know, the campus community is bought in. I mean, we don't just say hi and bye around here at Benedict, man. We say go Tigers. That's how we say hi. That's how we say bye. And the whole campus community have bought into that. So we really believe wholeheartedly in where we're going. But I've learned a lot just about being patient. You know, uh, we, we, we all want it all. You know, we want to win. And, and, and I think we did a good job of turning the program around in a short period of time. But you know, things take time. Anything worth having and, and, and putting your stamp on it, you want to make sure that you, you put it and do it the right way. And we're recruiting high school guys for the most part. Yes, we have some, some transfers here and there, but we're not living in the portal. We're, we're living and building good high school talent right here from the state of South Carolina. We'll, we'll dip into Georgia a little bit and a little bit of Florida. But for the most part, we're going to recruit young high school guys that really love the program, you know, you recruit high school guys, you get guys that really are all in because they have ownership in the Tiger family, you know. And, and here we talk about family a lot. Forget about me. I love you. And I think if we can win the leadership uh, aspect of it all and the family aspect of it all, we know there's going to be adversity in this season. And uh, we have to find a way to stick together as brothers and find a way to persevere and see it through. I apologize, but something you said, I mean, in terms of recruiting South Carolina, right? Like, that's pro it's probably more of an underrated state, would you say? I mean, there's a lot of talent in the state of South Carolina when you're talking about high school football. The high school coaches here have been phenomenal. You know, I have a gas tank philosophy, and uh, I believe in, you know, we're right here in the cold, in the capital city, right here in the heart of Columbia, South Carolina. And we feel like we can hit every school in this state, okay, within a gas tank, which usually in a gas tank, you can hit four or five hours in a full tank of gas. So we owe it to the taxpayers of this state to be able to hit every school in the state. And the high school coaches have been super supportive of us in our program and really sending young men our way from all over the state, from metropolitan Columbia to all the way up in the, the upper state to all the way in PD region to 
to the low country. I mean, we've recruited this state, and it's really good football here. You know, you're talking about size, speed, physical young men that really understand understand the fundamentals of football. And, you know, you know, you think about it, you know, you talk about us HBCUs, you know, back in the day, you know, we pretty much had to go to grandparents and all that. They pretty much had to go to South Carolina State, uh, Benedict Allen, you know, schools of that nature. So there's tradition, there's history throughout this state when you talk about those traditional programs. So here at Benedict College, we say we put the BC and HBCU, man. Why not Benedict? <laughs> you know, it's a new day, it's a new way. We're running the program. Although we're do D2, we're trying to run it like a D1 program on the field, off the field. We want to make sure guys chase A's and B's in the classroom. C's are championships. These are degrees. So why not Benedict? It's a new day, new way. Come on and join us. Come check us out, man. It's a great time to be a Tiger. Kenneth Berry, the head football coach of Benedict, joining us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. He's in his third season. Tiger's going to open the season at home Saturday, September 3rd against Elizabeth City State. Coach Barry, this was great, man. I, you know, you, you got me wanting to, to put a uniform on, man. You you, you got me hyped up, uh, ready for the season. Love what you're doing there uh, at Benedict. Good luck to you and the Tigers this season. And I appreciate you, and I appreciate all you do to support HBCU football, sports in general, man. Keep doing what you're doing and, and bringing people, to, bringing everything to HBCU to the world. Appreciate you, man. God bless you.